the nature of your emergency. Welcome back to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton, joined by my co-host, Detective Walton. Clint, how are you? I'm good. Your hair looks exceptionally fluffy this morning. Well, you know, I can't help the, the humidity out here. It's getting out of control right now. Has nothing to do with that new leave-in conditioner that you spritzed on yourself yesterday. You know, that's, that's just an extra thing to make my hair nice and shiny. Ah, uh, gotcha. <laughs> I know that there are many times in our lives where we start to feel really hard on ourselves because we have a tendency to take things personally. And I think that a majority of us, we, in our own rights, want to be nurturing and to make sure that people like us and to be somebody that everybody is agreeable with and to be a part of the conversation, to get invited to things. We all want on a certain level to be able to fit in. And I think that there's this silent conditioning that took place when we were young in junior high, especially, and then moving into high school where there are these cliques and there are clubs and you have to figure out who you are and which one you want to be a part of. And it's this constant competition of trying to be likable and to try to fit in where we can. And then when, you know, perhaps we go to college, perhaps we start the workforce Perhaps we join the military, whatever it is, there are things that continue in that same essence where we want to be a part of, you know, the the cool people, the cool crowd, the, the people that everybody else seems to look up to, everybody else wants to emulate and to be a part of. And it's something silent that I never considered until now, speaking this out loud. But I think it's important for us to understand that this is something that exists. And yet there are times where despite where we find ourselves on that spectrum, we come across people who make us feel like shit. We come across conversations that we leave feeling really awful about versus when we first entered the conversation to begin with. And we're going to go on a little field trip here mentally for a second because I want to teach you to, I want to teach you about somebody named David. And let's pretend that David walks into your police station. Clint, he's an officer there. And his morning is going awesome because he just had the sweetest time with his wife, her making him breakfast that morning. And the kids were sitting around the table. They were all laughing and joking and making plans about the weekend that they're about to enjoy because it's finally Friday and they all have the weekend off together. And David's daughter explains to him that she just got the lead role in a pageant at school. And David's son says that he finally made the baseball team and he's so excited because his dad is going to be able to practice with him every weekend that he's off. And the wife says that they they finally found this golden retriever puppy that they've been looking for forever. So This weekend, when they all get to spend time together, they're also going to be bringing this new puppy home. And so he's driving to work and his favorite song comes on on the radio. And out of nowhere, he gets a call from his best friend. And, you know, they've been busy, so he hasn't heard from his best friend in quite some time. So, you know, he's so happy and just full of so much love and joy as he's driving to work. And he goes into the police station and the first person that he sees is you, Clint. 
And he's so happy and chipper, and you can't help but smile at this radiance of love and joy that's beaming off of David as you guys have this short exchange, just saying good morning and telling each other to have a good day. And you you go about your way, and then he goes about his. But then the next week rolls around, and David wakes up late, and he has a splitting headache. He hasn't felt good all night. It was one of those nights where you just toss and turn constantly, and you get up to go to the bathroom, and every time you stand up, your head is just throbbing, and it doesn't matter what you take. It just won't go away. And the moment that you finally feel like you're getting some rest, you realize that you slept through your alarm, and then you're panicked, and you wake up frantically putting on your socks inside out, and you look disheveled, and you realize that your wife, who said that she would wake up early with you to make you breakfast, she didn't. And in fact, nobody is awake in the house, and you hear your daughter screaming at you that you're being too loud while you're getting ready, and she's trying to sleep in. Nobody had to go to school today, and the entire house is quiet, and you're trying to be quiet, but then you you accidentally slip over one of your son's toys and you fall and you hit the side of your cheek. So now the whole side of your cheek is red and you're already late for work. David gets in his car and he starts to drive to the department and he realizes that there's such a bad accident and he didn't check the traffic before he even left and now he's stuck in it. So his late for work turns into really late for work and As he's driving in this traffic, he doesn't notice that he runs something over and that something causes a freaking flat tire. So he has to pull over to the side of the road and he goes to pop the trunk to get the spare tire. And then it dawns on him that he forgot to get a new spare tire the last time that something like this happened. So he sits there on the side of the road in traffic. He has to call AAA. And eventually, three hours later, he finally makes it to the department. And when he walks in, Clint, you're the first person that he sees And you normally see David as this happy and nice person. So you smile at him and you say good morning. And he doesn't even make eye contact with you. He turns his cheek to you. He puts his hand up and he says, not now. And he just walks away. Now, these are two different scenarios from the same exact person that might seem a little grandiose. And I did it that way on purpose. But the truth is that we ourselves have all experienced days like this. And we ourselves know people who have also experienced days like this, whether it was the former or the latter. And dependent upon where David is or any of us are in our lives, given not only a particular day, but also a particular moment or even a season in our lives, will dictate how we are treated by those people and adversely also the way that we treat other people. And it's not a concept that we think a lot about. Many times, as soon as David walks in and he's a jackass to us, we start to take that personally. We start to question ourselves. We run through all these scenarios of the last time that we interacted with David and we internalize it and we ask, what did I do wrong? What is wrong with me? Why is he mad at me? Why doesn't David like me? And this is a small example of the same cycle that we're caught up in constantly. We go through this. And I think that it gets even deeper when we consider social media and how most people are living their lives remotely in this realm of social media, right? We, we think that Jason is our friend. Well, I just posted this picture of my new boat. Why didn't Jason like my picture? <laughs> you know, and we start to internalize that. And it becomes this very unhealthy cycle. And we don't always realize that that has nothing to do with us. David's reaction towards us 
had absolutely nothing to do with us. And yet we all too often internalize that type of behavior. And it's almost like a magnet where we start to conjoin with that negative energy, where if we understood this concept, then we wouldn't allow it to phase us whatsoever. You know, and it's really interesting thinking about it. And and I can think of instances like that. And one of the approaches I've always taken when someone's like, I can tell when they're off of their, their mark, when they're having those issues, like I'll actually stop them and say, come here. And I give them a hug. Like it sounds funny, but a lot of the people who know me in the department, uh, I go around and say, good morning. And I try being chipper for them and cheery to them. And, and if they're going through a hard time or not, uh, I stop and just like, Hey, how's it going? It's not out of the ordinary for me to do something like that. And I've had guys after I do that, like, thanks, I really needed that. And then it starts changing their own mindset with it. And it's, it's easy for us to internalize a lot of someone else's issues because we care. We're a nurturing type of being that we want to help other people. And then we turn, flip that, that script to ourselves is like, well, why are they being this way? What did I do? And exactly like you said, it's, we, we resort to internalizing it. Like what, how, how is this about me instead of what's going on with them? Yeah. And Marcus Aurelius once said, why would I care what someone thinks of me if they don't even have a good opinion of themselves? And I think that's so profound because although in general, somebody might have a good opinion of themselves, let's use David as an example, in that moment of upset after a three-hour delay of getting to work, he he didn't have a good opinion of themselves. So we also need to recognize the fact that happy people don't go around making the people around them feel like shit. So if you have somebody who this is a great one too. I know people who constantly show up with that bad energy. And then I know people who seldom or periodically show up with that bad energy. But if you have that person or you identify that in the moment, then that just means that something is going on with them. Something is happening that makes them unhappy, especially those people that constantly show up in our lives and make us feel worse about ourselves than we've ever felt before. And if you have somebody like that, who is constantly like that, if it's at all possible, I would encourage you to have a conversation with them and or omit them from your life completely. And I know how hard that is to do because we have done it with friends. We've done that with family. You know, we used to travel internationally with people that we've had to cut out out of our lives for that very reason. And the next time that you're interacting with somebody and you start to recognize that you might be taking things a little bit personally, ask yourself why that is. And then really do a deep dive and then ask those questions. Are they happy right now? You know, what might be going on in their life? Is there something that I could do to perhaps support them? And if not, is there something that I need to do in order to distance myself from them? And to understand that I can't think of a single instance, unless you're doing something out of malice with intention to to be a bad person, I can't think of a single time where you'll interact in that same type of negative circumstance and it will have been your fault because we are often projecting the things that are going bad in our lives onto other people and then making them to feel better. I mean, making them to feel just as bad as we do. And there's that saying of misery loves company. And I think it's so true. People start to feel better when they could 
make you feel as miserable as they do. But by recognizing that, then you have the armor you've created in order to make sure that maybe you can help them. And if not, you can make sure that you're not internalizing things. So I hope that you've gotten some value out of today's episode. If you have, do us a favor, drop a review, subscribe down below. And as always, know that I'm sending you a long, tight hug from my home to yours.